millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. Uh, today, the topic of our podcast is Revenge Killer, um, convicted murderer Charles Rodney Campbell, uh, better known colonel as No Balls, Charlie No Balls. Charlie No Balls. Yeah. What happened to his balls? Isn't that Chuck's nickname? We'll get, <laughs> I got balls. We'll get into that. I got I will. But before, before we do, let me remind listeners that we are an adult comedy podcast. Or at least adult. And uh, we use adult language, so Barely. if that's not your thing, we che- we invite you to check out some of the other great podcasts out there, like Insight, and They Walk Among Us, and a lot of great ones out there that don't use adult language, but we do. Uh, so, we're going to talk about uh, Charles Rodney Campbell and talk about all of his dastardly deeds, but before we do, let me introduce our panel. We have a special guest today. Yay. We are joined by the very lovely Dominique. How are you today, Dominique? I'm wonderful, Tim. You've had a wonderful week. It's been a great start. <laughs> Looking forward to you, Do you want to give us the highlight of your week? <laughs> I'm sorry? So far, do you want to tell us the highlights of your week? The highlight we of, had several. The <laughs> highlight of my week? Well, yesterday I buried my mother, and today I quit my job. So tomorrow... I'm going to find another aspect. Tomorrow you got to burn your house yeah. down. <laughs> so you're, yeah. so you're, well, we're glad you could be here with us. <laughs> I'm very excited. I have a lot of free time. I have a nanny and no job. <laughs> Don't know how I'm going to pay her. But uh, Uncle Chuck has mentioned that. I could, I could, I could take. I, I could, I'm going to renegotiate terms with this nanny. Yeah. Um, she's I, quite I try an to attractive keep my uncle nanny. as far away from my nannies as possible. <laughs> I've had three, and he's sexually harassed all of them. <laughs> three oh, nannies, oh, oh, yeah. three restraining this is, orders. This is the hot the nanny <laughs> yeah. he was telling me about. Right? They're all hot. Every You've nanny she gets. Oh, he share he shares her pictures with us. God damn it! <laughs> she he likes the Colombian girls. <laughs> she's fucking Mexican, first of all. And so now you're going to split hairs on me. I don't know, that's a pretty major difference. They, they're, they're different countries. <laughs> it's like a 12-hour flight, you fucking idiot. I'm just You saying. know he was in Toronto? You know what he told the, the people in Toronto? <laughs> Cincinnati's the same fucking size as Toronto. Toronto's about 10 times the size Toronto's of like New York, dude. <laughs> no, I didn't know he that. He calls me, he goes, do you know Toronto's a really big city? <laughs> I said, yeah, you fucking dummy. Are you kidding me? 
well, we're, gl- we're glad you're here, Dominic. At least you could join us today, even though, <laughs> even though you're off to a rough start for your week. But uh, at least you're here. And we are also joined by, as always, by the very lovely and talented, the uh, no, the lady who's known far and wide as the uh, Brandy the Benevolent, Queen Brandy the First. How are you, Your Majesty? I'm, I'm doing all right, Timmy. How are you? I'm well. I'm glad that uh, you're here. Uh, I'm glad I'm here, too. I, I was, I was going to ask you about your weekend, but I really don't care that deeply about it. It's a little hurtful. We don't all spend our time holed up in our apartment picking out our eyebrows. We have, so, to, we have to move on. Let me we tell you to, something. First yeah, of all. We have to move on. We have a special guest. We don't have as much time as usual. We have to move on. Any important thing important you want to say? Well, me and my brother and my sister-in-law got ink this weekend. Okay, that is a cool way, uh, Chuck, for saying they got a tattoo. They got a tramp stamp. Oh, they got ink. Yeah. I didn't get a tramp stamp, you fucking idiot. (laughs) And. Where'd where'd you get it? You know. We got tattoos in the same spot, devil. I mean, let me explain something to you guys. This is a podcast. People, this is not on TV. (laughs) And Lord knows we're not on YouTube. Well, I believe that's your fault at this point. Yeah. But, no, we got, so Casey got this big, huge Marvin the Martian tattoo on his shoulder blade. And so he, the guy completes the outline. And, and mine did oh, you're goddamn right, <laughs> So mine took like 15 minutes, and my sister-in-law's took like three minutes. But he's doing my brother's, which took like an hour or whatever, but he's doing my brother's. He does the outline, and he says, okay, we're going to let that dry off for a few minutes. And he walks out of the room. So Casey and I are sitting there kind of waiting on him to come back. And we're waiting and we're waiting. So finally, I'm like, I'm going to walk outside and go smoke a cigarette. And Casey goes, well, I'll come with you. And I said, all right. Um, He said, well, let me put on my shirt. I said, well, you can't put on your shirt. So, of course, we're standing out there and I'm smoking. We look like the biggest bunch of hillbilly white trash ever because Casey's out there. You know, no no shoes, no shirt, hanging out in front of the tattoo parlor. Anyway, this guy comes rolling in. Guy comes rolling back in. I said, "You're." I said, "The guy's gone, Casey." Well, how do you know? I said, "His truck's gone because he was, you know, he pulled up when me and Allison got here." I said, "He is not in this building. Your tattoo artist is gone." <laughs> so Casey's like, "What the fuck?" Well, then we look up, and I mean, this guy is coming in hot into the parking lot, like getting ready to run over pedestrians and shit. So I'm looking at Casey, and the guy gets out of the car, and Casey says, "Is everything all right? What happened?" He said, "You had to go home and go to the bathroom." He stopped in the middle of Casey's fucking tattoo to go take a shit. <laughs> he didn't have a bathroom in a... He went to take a shit at home. <laughs> one of those? Yeah, he was one of those. He had to stop in the middle to take a shit. I'm like, well, you know, at least he's not going to be rushed now. <laughs> yeah, <'cause laughs> but at least tell us. You don't us. want him going outside the lines because right. he's got to drop one. Well, yeah, you get the shit chills. <laughs> yeah, the shit shakes. <laughs> yeah, you don't need that. But you know what? My whole thing was, you don't tell us that. I'm cool with it. But we think you've gone MIA. You know, you've been picked up by the Mexican restaurant next door. I mean, we're in the middle of hillbilly country. He was a black guy. He could have been. Anything could have happened. Like, so, so so tell tell listeners what you got because they can't they can't see your tattoo. What, what that's kind true of? they cannot. I got um, the word mahemo uh-huh. means granny in Gaelic. Okay. So and that's what we call my grandmother. So it's for her. It's in honor of your grandmother who passed away it recently. Is. Yes. Okay. And uh, no, young Noah wants a tattoo. He wants a tap two. Tap two. Noah wants a tap two. He's pissed off because he can't have one. Well, he's six years old. I don't think I he can. can consent well i could consent to getting one but i don't think uh, cps would like it all that much and you know i told him he had to be 25 yeah that's that's 
I that said, seems well, what, like a pretty, pretty strict well, rule. What would you get a tattoo of, Noah? Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, that might not be a thing uh, <laughs> 20 I, yeah, years well, from now. You know, we have a fish named Ennard right now that's something to do with that. So I fucking hate whoever made that fucking game. All right. So that's so, all. That was my weekend. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. <laughs> Again, more exciting than sitting alone in my apartment. I would like to introduce the uh, moral compass of our podcast, a man who's known as an oasis in the desert of despair. We've he really missed not. him. Uh, he's been up doing missionary work up there in uh, in Canada. Hmm? <laughs> and he introduced a very honorable. Now we're gonna, now they're going to have to build a wall to keep us <laughs> out. Thank you very much. The Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm not good, Timmy. Oh, God. Tell us no, tell no. us your troubles, Colonel, because oh, tell, you're going to let him <laughs> carry on. Are you look, fucking kidding me? Look, I knew this. I knew this idiot is going to talk for twenty-five minutes, so that's why I had to cut you short. <laughs> now, here, this, this is what I get. First of all, I've been gone for what a week. You did two podcasts without me, and they then were, all of a sudden I'm back, and I'm <laughs> and I'm an idiot. <clears throat> but let me tell you, um, for any listeners north of the border here. And now be careful. We have listeners in Canada, including Shirley Strap. Yeah. Shirley Strap will send a squirrel army after you. Why are you such pricks up she there? Has one. Nah, yeah, nah, that's not no. nice. Yeah, but you know what I found out? I went to the wrong place in Canada, Timmy, because I, I talked to some people, and it's very weird because the people in Toronto are not polite. They're not nice at all. And I. Well, it's uh, a big city. Yeah, but they're they're just kind of assholes, Timmy. And but. Apparently, Toronto... You know, they're, they're saying the same thing about you right now. Oh, I'm sure they are. But apparently, Toronto is um, a very... It's not known for its... Because it's so big. Um, mm-hmm. It's like the New York City of the United States. And all of Canada hates Toronto. That's what everybody told me that was from not from Toronto. All of Canada, they're ashamed of Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's fitting that you were there. It's fitting. It was even a worse place um, because all three boys were there. Um, and then I got to come home, and, and me and Dominique yesterday got to bury her mother and my sister. And that was a uh, spectacular event, um, which— As funerals tend as to As funerals tend to go, you know, we, it, we being that it was a Walter's funeral, there was— an armed security guard, there, an off-duty policeman. Sure. Did he have a um, Did he have a real badge or just an iron-on badge? Oh no, this was a policeman. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was he, was a sheriff. he, he had was a sheriff. Power. Yeah, he yeah. was. He okay. had a gun. He had the whole night. He drove his his police car to the thing. He wasn't one of those guys that you know. So right. So we had that. So everything went smoothly, and um, then we had, of course, uh, kind of a, a wake, a little reception for my sister, which was. Uh, very nice um it was very very nice and dom was there and dom enjoyed herself quite a bit and you know this is like an old-fashioned irish wake yes and you drink a lot and you uh you have a good time and you tell stories and you you do whatever and um now there came a point in this party that um the bartender was a little concerned that dom may have had a little too much to drink to me for the record, everyone was drinking. Everyone was drunk. Oh, wait, everyone record, was drunk. You did have too much. <laughs> but for the record, you did have too much to drink. I mean, I've seen you more drunk. Okay, 
That's yeah. my point. Yeah, I've Did seen I, you more drunk. So you didn't set any records. Besides like, what's too much. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a relative seems thing. arbitrary. I had a driver. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I was being responsible. She was bereft. She was bereft. She was bereft. So the, the bartender wanted to cut her off, and, and he talked to the owner, and then the owner talked to me and my niece, and I kind of got things settled that worked out. And, um, because in fairness, Dominique was sitting at the table closest, so she was getting four drinks at a time. She'd get drinks for other people, and it looked like she was drinking more than she was, but fuck, I don't know. Was you getting four drinks for other people, or was you knocking them back yourself? I don't know. No, I was definitely asking the entire table what they wanted and then going and getting that. Okay, well, that's fair enough. And so, for the record, that's what screwed me because all these other fucking drunk bitches were sitting at the <laughs> table. Nobody's watching them try to walk. Everybody's focused on me walking back and forth from the bar. Well, you, you look nice. That's why it was look, we're looking at you. So anyway, Dominique, the bar, so I talked to the bartender and I was looking like, I talked to Dave, everything's straight. And Dominic. First, as I'm talking to Dave, Timmy, mm-hmm. the owner, Dominique is at the bar ordering more drinks, and the bartender is starting to explain to her that she has been cut off. And this, this Dominique will not let this affront stand, Timmy. Well, it's a they matter of social people. It's a matter of social justice. It, and it, quite frankly, it is. <laughs> yeah, well, and she's indignant. It's because you're a woman, wasn't it? <laughs> I feel as if it was. Or, or she's drunk. <laughs> or she's drunk, yeah. Whatever. So, Dominique, if you can, I know you can't see me, but just picture a little tiny five-foot person holding one finger in there. One finger, like the number one, like my baseball yeah, team's number one. Right. And she says to the bartender, what is your name? And the bartender says, Tim. And me and my other niece are standing there because we're trying to smooth things over. Now, my niece is behind Dominique giving a, you know, throat slash symbol, like cut her off and mouthing, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. She was not saying cut me off. No, she was making a motion, like, you know, stop. So, and mouthing, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, because he knows Dominique's, because she knows Dominique's going to do something crazy. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, I have got this situation, I feel in hand under control but dominique is not going to let this go so she's got the finger up in there and says what is your what is your name tim and it's tim and she says she said tim i have 40 email accounts i would destroy you on yelp now you're threatening the young man (laughs) oh So even when she's drunk, she's a geek, Tim. She didn't say, I will take a bottle, I will cut you, I will bust your skull, I will do anything. She's going to destroy this poor young man on Yelp. How old was this guy? 21 years old. Destroy his whole future. (laughs) His whole future. So she has made her point and decides to walk away. Now, as she's walking away, I'm talking to the bartender. I said, okay, so we're all straight here. She's fine. I talked to Dave. You know, she can get her drinks. Everything's right. And he's just looking at me like, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm. He's like, you talked to Dave then, right? And I said, yes, I did. And about this time, you hear just a little bit of a noise off to my left. And Dominique has hit the ground, Timmy. She <laughs> just out. hit the ground. She just fell. She didn't pass out. She just fell right on her ass. Okay. And, 
my face. On her face, yeah. She fell straight forward, and, and she, uh, and I, there was an awkward moment between me and Tim, the bartender, who I just almost swayed over to my side, and I say to the bartender, Tim, I said, I, I do not believe that has helped my case, has it? And he yeah, has. And it was no, not a good time to fall. He has no words for me, Timmy. He doesn't even want to respond to me. So I just said, the defense rests. <laughs> and my niece said, come on, Uncle Chuck. We've lost this one. Let's go. <laughs> so, well, you put up a valiant defense. Anyway. <laughs> I, it, was, it was very much like saying, as I said, that you have 15 character witnesses say, my client is not capable of harming a fly. And the jury's crying because your client is so unjustly accused. And then said client picks up a letter opener and jabs the bailiff in the throat with it. That's pretty much how I felt. So did Although, you get yeah. did you get any more drinks? It's almost the same. It's um, very much the same. I did get more <laughs> she drinks. She did get more drinks. And for the record, I will say it was one of my most graceful and dignified falls. <laughs> You're I getting up, up and walking away was the what, what was so graceful. She stood up like the queen, dusted herself off, and walked away. Like nothing happened. Like nothing happened. Well, that's, how you got, that's what you have to do. You look around. Head held high. I guess I was on my way to the bathroom. I, I don't know if I was trying to exit to make a point. <laughs> so other than that, how was the funeral? It was uh, lovely, I guess. Our, uh, my cousin gave a very, very nice eulogy. Tanner? Tanner. Oh, did he? Tanner. Okay, nice. He did, he did the eulogy. He did a very nice job, and a couple people spoke. And no one got arrested. No one got no arrested. No one got arrested. You know, for all the chaos that Annie was, she was loved by many many people and so there was a very big turnout and what it was it was very it was, crowded mm -hmm. very crowded and it and it brought out the best in people because there is some discord between some of the people who are there but everyone behaved everyone behaved yeah security right. was not needed yeah i mean that well you say that but that could have been why people behaved. <laughs> it could have been, been a deterrent yeah. you mean yeah yeah so. well we're sorry that uh, we saw you had to go through that and now we're sorry you lost your job I didn't lose she my didn't job, lose her job. Jimmy. She quit a job. She gave it back. It didn't evaporate. <laughs> it didn't float away. It's still there. They're just looking for somebody who's not so damn mean to do it. <laughs> that is not. That is a mischaracterization of the situation. But and the, the good news is you have more time to plan TweepCon. I do, and for the record, I left my job on my own accord. Without an escort, because please escort. Because of creative differences. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. But what, tell us about DweebCon. Can you tell us about DweebCon? Oh, yeah. I can tell you about DweebCon. DweebCon is happening in Cincinnati in October. Yes. And uh, everybody who listens to the podcast is obviously invited. Is It is in Cincinnati, Ohio. We are looking into, and like Tim said, now I have plenty of time, uh, looking into group discounts at the Westin. I'm going to call a couple of other hotels downtown to see if they do group discounts as well. And that's the October 13th through 15th, right? That's correct. Yes. Awesome. Um, and we're also coming up with a couple of other uh, activities, things to do. Are there going to be hookers there? Um, I am not hiring hookers to me because my job is predicated on me not committing illegal acts. Can we hire hookers? 
I you can, mind if we? We commit illegal acts all the time. I don't care what you do, but I will tell you this. I am not defending you. Okay. That's fair enough, Brandy. Also, I uh, I think we're talking about maybe doing a Mad Tree, which is a local brewery. Mad cool. Tree meetup. And cool. Yeah, we'll we'll have some good stuff going on. There's a lot of stuff going on that weekend. I was looking at so We have stickers sure. by then. We may have stickers. <laughs> we're going to do a, a live show, hopefully, at least one. Are we? Yes. Okay. Um, I know Karen and Jen and Amber are all very, very excited about the meetup. Nicola is coming. Nicola is coming. And Tasha is coming. And Matt is coming. And, by the way, I want to say give a shout-out to Charlotte, who listens to us. And she's from Ireland. She's been a long-time listener. And, and Jess. Say, Jess Lynn. Today's her birthday. Happy Jimmy. birthday. Happy um, birthday, Jess. Uh, Brandy, why don't you tell us, why don't you give us our... Shoutouts for our Patreon supporters. Uh, if you would like to support us, you can do so by going to patreon.com, uh, where you go to patreon.com slash history dweebs, where you can give a little, you can give a lot. Or, or just a wee tiny bit, Timmy. Yes, yes. And Brandy, you're going to give us our shoutouts for our Patreons. Uh, I guess. All right. So we got Daniel and Kimberly Bassett, Jim Moyer, David Hill, Tommy Lane, Jason Dykes, Shelly Garrett, Bridget Clavey, Brandy McBride, Maggie Glover, Lorna Violet, Andrea O'Dell, Jane Lynn, Jim Seabright, Michael Deo, Russ Charlotte, Karen Widner, Kelly Jones, Joseph Kerr, Lauren Meredith, Jessica Greeno, Mike Brown, Sarah Bloom, Amber Croup, Joe Hopkins with the Now American History Podcast, Be- Becky Omelet Oshinger, Karen Alden, Cheryl Pierce, Caitlin Campbell, Fiona Crisp, Laura O'Reilly, Christine Bourgeois, Donna Curran, Maja, Aaron, Kimberly Cambron, Elise, Diane Student with the History Goes Bump podcast. Is that right? I always get yes. that wrong. Okay. Yes. Oh, that's right. Amber Trevino, Annette Petray, Lise, Leslie Hagar, Amber Scoville, Jahara, uh, Alicia. I already got her. I don't know why she's on here twice. Okay. Uh, Jeff and Don Chestnut, Andrew Happ. Karen Barnes, Rachel Flynn, Holly Woodward, Shirley Strap, Todd Long, Lydia, Tyrone, Phyllis Munson, Sarah Morgan, Melissa Montoya, Brittany Martin, Jennifer Siemens, uh, Cindy Lou, Heather Poole, Cana- the podcast of Canadian True Crime, Charlie and Allie from the Insight Podcast, Nene, Bridget Bernhard, uh, the podcast They Walk Among Us, Stacy. Christine Heuer, Cheryl Weldon, uh, Jennifer <coughs> Savota, Zachary Deloche with the Mystery Yes podcast, and finally, the world's most dangerous canine, Rudy. <laughs> Rudy the Wonder Doll. <laughs> uh, whatever. He's a Patreon sponsor, you know. Yes. Did he miss you? Kind of a big fucking oh, deal. Oh, he was pissed. He I'm was sure. pissed that we was gone. Yeah. All right. And uh, Timmy, can I can I uh, give myself a shameless plug here? Yeah, if you can do it quickly, because it, we okay, it's quickly. Story. But I was uh, featured on the Squirm podcast. This That's week. a hilarious podcast, except your part. Oh, he is funny, man. Yeah, Squirm. It's, it's a it's a really funny podcast. Yeah, if you like comedy, listen to Squirm. Um, Probably Rosanna's not brother episode, Ricky though. is hysterical. And you, you his have, commentary you, on what you say is just hysterical. He's, and you were yeah. on it. You're featured this week. This week, but he truly is. He's the funniest person yeah. I've ever heard in podcast. Yeah, he was really funny. So check out Squirm. So, I think you'll love it. A little hurtful, but okay. 
All right, let's talk well, he's about. He's not bitter and mean like you. Let's talk about. He would be if he had to work with your dumbass every day. Do you mind if we podcast? That <laughs> quite okay with you? Get on with it. Thank you. Would yeah. you get going? Goddamn, uh, I've been sitting here for hours. Let's talk about Charles Rodney Campbell, Brandy. Okay. Okay. No balls. <laughs> he was a murderer and serial rapist. Oh, a serial rapist? Yeah. So he's banging, Crunch banging that Captain Crunch didn't hard. Didn't have a chance. Campbell Take it, you was responsible. He was responsible for at least three murders, Dominique, back in 1984. Just, you don't have to comment, just including you. Okay. Oh, I thought I did something. No, no. no you're fine. You're fine. Charles Rod, Rodman Campbell. Rodman. Yeah, like Dennis Rodman. Okay. He was born, Brandy, in Hawaii, 1954. Okay. Uh, was he Hawaiian or? Yeah, I, apparently, if you're born in Hawaii, you generally are. Was he a native Hawaiian because he looks like he could have come from Los Angeles? I, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't really I guess he was that. a native if he was born there. Right. Or could he have been born in Boy, Kenya? you got that figured out all by yourself, didn't you? Well, you have a point because he's, he was later, later teased by kids. White bef- people are born in Hawaii. Huh? White people are born in Hawaii, just so you know. I know that. But they, but that not for long. Because when you're in Hawaii, you get tanned. That's where people go to get tanned. You're an idiot. Yeah, you just got to yeah. let that shit yeah. go. So... <laughs> So anyway, th- this is all mute because his parents moved to wa- Washington it's State. Mute. It's all mute. So he went from he went from this beautiful paradise yeah. to where it rains all the damn time. Yes. he must have been. It mute. rains in Hawaii, huh? It could be moot. Yeah, but it gets sunny in Hawaii. Moot is a goddamn legal term. How does he not know moot? They lived. <laughs> they um, moved. They moved to. Um, they lived in uh, Edmonds, Washington. Behind a grandparents' house, Brandy. Uh, he had two sisters, one of whom had a birth defect that made it uh, that. Why is that funny, Chuck? <laughs> Why is that happening? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why is the birth defect pertinent to the story? Oh, it becomes pertinent. <laughs> it becomes pertinent. Okay. Becomes pertinent. Okay. Had you read the fucking script, <laughs> yeah, you would great. know. Jesus, I do is I do not endorse birth defects. Okay, seems like save, you save your emails. <laughs> that's only if uh, you know how you know you get those birth defects when you vaccinate. Yeah, that's how, clearly okay. well. Anyway, she was she you know it was a sad situation. She had a birth defect and she was unable to walk and required numerous surgeries. Uh, Did they fix it? The really podcast really isn't focused on her. (laughs) Then why are we talking about it? Because it it comes into play. Just hang on. She becomes an important player in this. Oh, okay. Again, had you read the script. (laughs) She's the one that chops his balls off. Are you going to wait till Timmy paints this goddamn picture? (laughs) Okay, well, I'm just on the edge of my seat here. We didn't have these motherfucking problems while you were gone. (laughs) No, we didn't. We had had a great... We were spectacular while we were gone. Yeah, okay. Um, Spectacular. Charlie's Charlie's father was uh, a Marine veteran. And a truck driver. And his mother worked as a sales clerk in the department store, where generally that's where sales clerks work. <laughs> no, they can work no, anywhere. They can work okay. at the donut shop. Uh, they can. Yeah. Like, but, I mean, just, if you're going to work in the... She bo- could have worked at the Piggly Wiggly. You just disparaged the whole group of people. I, I don't think they have big, Piggly Wigglies in the North. West. Yeah. Okay. Publix, whatever the fuck they have. <laughs> yeah. Ralph's, Kroger, <laughs> Kroger the fuck. Yeah. I don't know. Father Brandy was a violent alcoholic who routinely beat his children. His father Brandy. 
Now, his, his father, father Brandy, Brandy, oh. comma Brandy, was a violent alcoholic who routinely beat his children. Yeah, we all have hobbies. At age five, Dominique, Charlie had a problem with one of his testicles. Oh, no. As one is wont to do. <laughs> yeah. And it had to be removed. <laughs> so he's, so, so he, he later was became Charlie Lance Armstrong. He what? <laughs> he later became Lance Armstrong. Yeah, he lost a ball. You know you can get prosthetic balls? Yeah. What are those called? Uh, um, Marbles. Nudicles. <laughs> Nudicles. Yeah, you get them for your dogs, too. Yeah, nudicles. Mm. All right. Well, anyway. No, they, you really do. People, when they get, like, show yeah. dogs, if they get them neutered, um, they, they will have nudicles. They like nudicles. Ping pong, like ping pong balls. They yeah. put them in there. <laughs> Just adds nice. a nice little shape. Mm -hmm. Nice. That's it's nice. good. Because the other dogs make fun of the ballless dogs. Well, you gotta have those to be best in show. <laughs> you can't be, you can't be a one nut German Shepherd running around. There I think body, to... I think bodybuilders get those too. <laughs> yeah, they because they, they shrivel up. Yeah, well, they, 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 when you're yeah. juicing and stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I don't really shrink. know. I just threw that out there, but sure. Uh, anyway, his family members, including his mother, would often tease him and call him no balls. Yep. <laughs> She's a good mom. <laughs> Yeah, she, it gets worse. Uh, She's a good mom. <laughs> Charlie soon came to resent his mother. Uh-uh. <laughs> he would often draw pictures of her being stabbed or hanged. This sounds, sounds eerily like, this sounds eerily like one of my kids. I was going to say, when Noah brings home his artwork from kindergarten. <laughs> I, had to, I had to have the talk. I had to go to fucking daycare and have a talk with the daycare because... Evidently, him and a couple of his friends started a spirited game of ball tag. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So, well, it's tragic. I, well, you know, there was there were brackets. It was a whole thing. It was a good time. <laughs> Did he win? I, is anybody <laughs> he, really the winner? He made it to the finals. Yeah. There's no losers, really. Is anyone really the winner in that he gets, situation? He gets a participation <laughs> trophy. No. no, you know what? I've always taught him, if you're in it, be in it to win it. Especially yeah. at ball tag. You don't want to be the last place guy. Well, poor Charlie. Uh, he began to resent his mother. He was often um, <laughs> he was often ridiculed by his schoolmates for his sister's disability. See, and there's the sister came back around there. It's full circle. So he angry for two things. Yeah, he was large for his age, and he developed a bad temper early on. When his mother, <laughs> yeah, when his Somebody mother tears one of your nuts off of you, you and get... calls you, and your mom calls you no nuts. <laughs> yeah. It didn't no make a, a Charlie no balls. Temper. Charlie no balls. Yeah. Sure. That would be a great mafia name. Anyway, he, um, <laughs> his mother, when she learned the kids were teasing her daughter, she encouraged them to tease Charlie instead. <laughs> See, and that's why, and that's why he's a serial killer. She told the children about Charlie's operation <laughs> and the fact that he had no testicles. Wait, actually, that was... He really did have one testicle, but she told him. She just said no balls. Yeah, she yeah. was a... She, yeah. She was exaggerating, embellishing oh, the story a little bit. She's a good mother. <laughs> so soon, <laughs> soon the whole school was calling, uh, calling him Charlie No Balls. Sure. So this, did he have to just pull down his pants and prove right. he had to one this, ball? This included kids can be mean. <laughs> yeah, well, can. this and this included some of the school factor faculty. <laughs> Those gym teachers can his be brutal. Well, his math teacher apparently didn't like him, <laughs> and he. <laughs> Now, if Charlie had <laughs> two balls and gave, the doctor took away two balls. Now, check this out. What would you call Charlie? You know, you can be cruel. How if many balls if would if Charlie have? If you're a teacher, you can be cruel. 
and uh, he he would call Charlie in front of the class and make him work difficult math problems <laughs> that he was not pre- anywhere prepared to to work. And how old was he? He was like nine years old. See, this is why he went on to kill oh, yeah. rape. Yeah. See, we've got nobody to blame but other people. And when he he struggled. Uh, you know, he, he he struggled to answer the question. He could do calculus at nine, <laughs> sure. His teacher would say, have a seat, no balls. <laughs> He's not going to sit on his balls, clearly. See, that's... All right, so he, he's off to a rough start. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's going to turn out to be a dick anyway. He's angry. Because oh, of his know. father's drinking and... <laughs> Frequent domestic violence. The children. So, when Mama ain't calling him no balls, Daddy's getting drunk and beating him. No, beating her. Well, I guess he beat him too. Yeah. The children. Those, the those children. Furniture moving. The children spent most of their time at their grandparents, which was right there on the same. Did his grandma side. call him no balls? <laughs> oh no. no! There's nothing in research about his, his relationship with his grandparents. Um, but he was. Uh, he would often get into fights and ran away a lot. <laughs> That's not think? surprising. He got in trouble with the law at an early age. At age ten, him and his only friend, Thomas Hawkins, <laughs> were caught vandalizing a cattle truck. I mean, no Dick Hawkins. <laughs> They're vandalizers. And yeah. this time, Charlie started skipping school and smoking cigarettes. Brandy. Oh, once you yeah. start smoking cigarettes, like, it's a downhill he's path. Like stand by me. Yeah. <laughs> At age 12, he started drinking beer and experimenting with uh, amphetamines. Anti-amphetamines. Anti-amphetamines. What? In 1967. Hold on. Amphetamines? Yeah. In 1967, at the age of 13, he tried heroin for the first time, Brandy. Yes, that's when I tried it. (laughs) Yeah. And he also began to steal. Oh, that fucker. Now, see, that's where he's crossing the line to me. At age 15, Chuck. Mm Mm-hmm. Charlie was caught with a friend in a cemetery pushing over headstones. Oh, that's just bullshit. He was uh, he was like he was let go with a warning. That could be a hate crime now, depending on the cemetery. Mm-hmm. Wait, for the record, that's the part of the story that really bothers the two of you. What? Pushing <laughs> over the headstones. Pushed over headstones. Well, I mean, those dead people you have ain't bothering at nobody. His sister with a disability. I did not his laugh at his sister. His mother and faculty members <laughs> calling him no balls. And now you're upset about the headstones. Well, it's just going a step too far. I mean, you could cross a line. Yeah, he's, he's crossed, line. starting to cross the mm-hmm. line. That's, that's in the story where someone crossed the line. He later would st- later that year, when he was 15 years yeah. old, he, he stole his first automobile. Now, see, then uh, the automobile didn't have it coming. <laughs> On October 18th, Brandy, 1969. I'm there. Paint the picture. <laughs> An elementary school was broken into, and the witness said it Who was Charlie. It, it was uh-huh. the witnesses claim it was Charlie and his friend Thomas. So he wasn't very slick either. So he's not really a slick criminal. Well, there was not enough evidence to charge him, so apparently he wasn't too bad. How slick could you be at 13, for real? In 1970, Brandy. Yep. When he was 16, mm-hmm. he was charged with auto theft for stealing a family car. His mother turned him in. There you go. Yes, she did. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if she, like, twisted his ear and made him, <laughs> yeah, took, took him down. Took him down to the police station. Yeah. God. <clears throat> well, in custody, uh, he made one phone call to his friend, Thomas Hawkins, and he was overheard telling uh, Hawkins on the other end to shoot his father and mother for him. <laughs> <laughs> 
if you could just take care of that for me, that'd be great. I, I'm so good. You want me to put any money in your commissary? <laughs> no, I'm good. Uh, could you shoot my mother and father for me? Take care of them. I'll buy you some cigarettes yeah. while I'm in here. We'll get you hooked up. Jeez. Also in 1970, uh, he was uh, charged with breaking into a stereo shop. Uh, but again, there was not enough evidence, so they dropped the charges on that. Also, when he was 16, he was charged with breaking and entering into another school. Uh, he was stealing toilet paper. Wow. And he got probation for that. In 1971, when he was 17, he stole another car and ran from the cops when they tried to pull him over. Uh, he claimed that the cop was trying to kill him. Sure. He was charged with auto theft. You know what? And who can blame him for thinking that? Resisting arrest and threatening to kill an officer. He was given probation. On July 4th, that's a holiday, Brandy. It All is. Right. Trying, holiday that's did you up. say trying to kill an officer? Yeah. Yeah, they and they got probation for yeah, that? Yeah, he got probation for all these charges. Huh. And on July 4th, 1971, he broke into his grandparents' house and stole several guns. The police caught him and took him home. And uh, They didn't charge him. They just turned they him. They caught him and took him home? Yeah. Because, well, you know, I'm thinking <clears throat> taking him home was probably a worse punishment than anything they had. <laughs> yeah. Emma, what was his mama's name? Uh Irma, I bet it was like Irma or some shit. On the way, they they drove him. He tried to kick out the yeah, window of the police uh, police cruiser. There you go. And he was uh, heard to shout, "Thank you for what you've done to me." So he didn't like being taken home. I bet he didn't. Well, you would think having your balls cut off like a dog, you know, it settles would, him down. Yeah, it would temper you a little but bit. But it didn't seem to do that with him. Mm-mm. While awaiting uh, on the charges for this whole He seems thing. bitter. Yeah, he, <laughs> he seems, yeah. He, he ran into, he got in a lot of trouble in 1971. They should have taken both those balls. You can't, you, you can't go half balls around. You well, can't, was, you can't one ball just, it. Well, you'd be lopsided. <clears throat> yeah, your whole feng like, shui thing is out of whack. Yeah, you'd lean to the left. <laughs> yeah, or, or to the right. We don't know. But. I don't know. So while he was waiting uh, charges on these other, uh, all this stuff he ran into in 71, this breaking and entering and all that, while he was waiting for uh, to appear in court, he broke into another house. Sure, sure. He was eventually sentenced to one year, but he got all out on or parole early. In 1973, he dropped out of high school and married a 22-year-old woman. Yes. But due to his bad temper... His bride left him, so he started beating her like early on, and they got divorced after six months. That's all he knows. But uh, she did give birth to a daughter, and he was ordered to pay child support. But the uh, but the judge revoked his visitation rights, ruling that he had been abusive and neglected to his child and to his former wife. He was abusive to his child. Yeah. Mm. Prison psychologists found that uh, he seemed to admire his father, but he detested his mother and felt that he didn't understand him and uh, who he felt she he felt she didn't understand him and punished him unjustly. In December of 1974, Campbell attacked a 23-year-old lady by the name of Renee Wickland, and this would become important later on, while she was doing yard work outside her home in Clearview, a little town of Clearview. He held a knife to her throat, or no, he held a knife to the throat of her one-year-old daughter. What? Shana, Shana, threatening to harm her if Renee would not submit to his demands. After the attack, uh, Renee Wickland ran into the house of her neighbor, uh, Barbara Hickerson, for help. These were all, these. this attack would become, you know, uh, 
essential part of this story. Charlie was not apprehended until 1976, so two years later, she picked him out of a, Renee Wickland picked him out of a police lineup. Um, local authorities were not surprised uh, based upon his previous behavior, and they, they arrested him in 1976. Uh, at trial, Wickland and her neighbor, Barbara Hickerson, Hendrickson, testified uh, in detail about the assault, and Campbell was sentenced to 40 years in prison for first-degree rape. Ooh. Unbeknownst to uh, Renee Wickland, uh, his, sentences, his sentences ran concurrently, not consecutively. Oh, that's, that which, sucks. Which, in theory, meant that he could be paroled in as little, little as seven years. So um, they testify against him. He gets 40 years in prison, but he's on the street soon. So you want to tell us what happens next, friend? So on April 1st of 1976, Charlie tried to hang himself while he was in jail, but he was unsuccessful at that. Well, yeah, yeah there's probably math involved. He's a clusterfuck in everything. I know. Yeah. On May 17th. Can I, can I tell you something just real, interject something here real quickly? Uh-huh. When I sent you guys the message, and, and this is how cruel you are, woman. I, um, when I sent you guys the message that my sister had died and I was not going to be at work the next day, uh-huh. what I heard in my head was Brandy saying, of course she did. Yeah, that's what he texted me. I showed you the text. I, I know, but I didn't say that. Like, I didn't say that at all. But you know you thought it. Well, of course I did. <laughs> See, of course I did. Oh, I, I heard. I and it actually made that. me laugh when I sent the text. I heard my Brandy in my head say, "Of course, his sister died." Yeah, yeah she was very. She was very nice to you on the podcast. The woman at the funeral home said, "Well, I hope if you guys need our any services in the future, you'll." You'll call us. <laughs> oh, don't worry. One of us is going to kick the bucket relatively soon. Chuck's not that speaking. Yeah. He's not that healthy. But I'm pretty sure the Walters are on the no-fly list. <laughs> they been, I, I believe we've been flagged at a couple <laughs> funeral homes. <laughs> I don't know why. They make a lot of money. Yeah. I think we're just not worth It's when we were making the arrangements. <laughs> They make a ton of money off you I all. Said, Look, man, I'm starving. Can I have these pretzels over here? Jesus. And they should give you a fucking discount. <laughs> well, a, it was a bulk just discount. It was one of those big things of pretzels you buy at Sam's, right. you know, to unscrew the lid. <laughs> and I didn't actually ask first. She came walking back into the room, and I had my hand Jesus Christ, six inches animal. deep in the bag of pretzels. <laughs> this is the food. For people during yeah. the actual services, and he's just eating out of the bucket like, yeah. <laughs> like he fucking bought him, and we're watching a movie. We're like, can you not? Can you just not? You're not that hungry. Well, it, and here's you know, Renee doesn't. I guess you know she was feeling for me, but I'm at Kroger now. I'm getting ready to go through the line. Okay. And Renee calls me. She had gone next door to PetSmart to buy food for the dog. And she said, what are you doing? And I was like, what the fuck you mean what am I doing? I'm in Kroger. She said, are you in the checkout line? And I said, I'm getting, I'm going in there right now. She said, well, okay, just leave your cart and come outside. Well, I thought something had, I thought somebody had hit her car because she was not upset or any particular thing. She's like, I need you to leave your cart, come outside right now. 
And I said, well, I'm going through the, this can't wait. I'm going through the line, you know? And she said, no, it can't wait. Come back. The right now would have given that away that it couldn't wait. But I'm trying to figure out, because I'm waiting for her to tell me, you know, somebody hit the car or somebody, you know, I knew nothing happened with Rudy. She took Rudy into PetSmart because she would have been hysterical. But I could tell something was wrong. And uh, so I get out there and I, I, I was like, boy, what's what's going on and i and actually i knew walking to my car what she was going to tell me so she told me and uh and, and my question to her was you couldn't let me get through the checkout line i mean we had because i had ice cream no because i had right. people because of course you know that night everybody came over to our house what did i have to do i had to go to the goddamn store to get stuff and I'm like, uh, if you would have, I had everything in a card. If you would have just let me, I was telling you, I was going through the line. Why did you have to stop me? Why didn't you just go back in and get your card? Also, what is your point? <laughs> <laughs> you you obviously have not listened to this podcast ever before. Is your point that my aunt Renee made a poor decision in telling you to leave? Are you, are you talking about my aunt Renee? No, I'm just saying that she sent me back out to the store to get soda and whatnot for everybody that I had in the cart. If she'd have been had some foresight. Or foreskin. But, or foreskin, yeah. But my question is, so at that point, why didn't you go back in and get your cart? I mean, did you just knock your cart over and shit went all over the floor <laughs> and then you couldn't go back in? <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you, once you parked your car gingerly to the side, <laughs> why did you not go back in and get your, okay, well, I have this stuff. I'm going to go back in and purchase it because I'm not a crying mess. I'm going to go back in and purchase these you know, items. It would I, be kind of a neat hobby, though. Just get, take a cart and <laughs> put a bunch of stuff in it and just well, park it and walk out. No, well, that is a hobby for some people, believe me. But that sounds like poor planning on your part. No, it was very much like the Schrodinger's cat thing. See? When I had the grocery cart the first time, I, I was unaware. Even though my sister, while I, whilst I was shopping, I don't my think sister, that means what you think it means. No, it actually follow okay. me on this. Oh, I'm trying. While while I was shopping, right? Your sister was neither dead nor undead. She was she was neither dead nor undead because she was dead, but I did not know the state that she was in, mm-hmm. right? So I go out to the car, but once I go out to the car, she's dead. Sure. Now, I can't go grocery shopping right after my sister died. It's uncouth. Wait a minute. But you didn't need to because you had everything all ready in the fucking cart. I know, but it would have been improper. It would have been improper to to do. It would have been disrespectful. To who? I don't know. Because then, wait a minute. Because, but it's not. It's, yeah, because he's very concerned with Cooth. Because, you know, somebody's going to have to restock those shelves. Well, A, somebody's going to have to restock the shelves. Because, wait a minute. I'm not sure. And I guess I'm unclear on the proper morning time you gotta wait between, two hours apparently uh, uh, yeah <laughs> between when you can you know when you find out somebody's dead Zappa and the Pro. time you can go get the groceries yeah. well apparently it's two hours it's two because hours. i had to wait two hours before she's getting a hold of dominique and all the nieces and nephews and say come into that come to the house you know we'll do this and then she looks at me and says we're gonna need stuff from the grocery store and i was yeah, like you, so bitch, gone, you, you mean all the stuff in. that i had at the car mm-hmm. you know but i was emotionally crippled and i had to go back to the store might I interject that this night that we are planning my mother's and his sister's funeral, my cousin Logan, his youngest son, who is as sweet as pie, came in 
and he's sticking around, giving all of us support and being there for the family. And God loved the kid. He comes in. It's around midnight. And he opens a soda. <laughs> a cream soda. He doesn't open a beer. He doesn't put on a tourniquet so he can shoot heroin. He opens a goddamn cream soda. And my Uncle Chuck all of a sudden, that's your third cream soda. What are you doing drinking three cream soda? I'm like, why are you yelling at a 19-year-old kid? Because I got to pay for his teeth still. And the cream, wait a minute. And the cream soda is your biggest problem with what Logan is putting <laughs> yeah, well, into his body. That's true. Anyway, we've realized you've turned into the crotchety old grandpa that we all expected. I have turned you. into a cranky well, old man. He's not a grandpa yet. But we're very excited about that possibility. So, anyway, so on May 17th, 1976, Charles' mother wrote a letter to the judge. She is so supportive. I strive to be this mother saying that her son had sexual problems and needed sexual rehabilitation, and also saying her dog, her son once had sex with a dog. So she put that out into the world. <laughs> He's a one-balled dog fucker. Which, you know, I feel like you can either be one or the other, but to be both is pretty bad. So while in prison, Charlie often fought with fellow inmates and guards. He, uh, Charlie was repeatedly raped in prison by other inmates. Oh, that's not good. And at least two of these assaults took place in the presence of prison guards. So, you know, faculty, prison guards. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're seeing a theme here. Come here and bang one ball. Yeah. Um, Tuesday's not Taco Tuesday. It's, it's bang one ball day. Well, no, it's no ball. Huh? No ball. Well, no ball, yeah. Well. That's a, see, that's just harsh because he had one ball. They were, he was not getting credit. He was not getting ball credit. <laughs> yeah, he was. Well, in May of 1977, Campbell refused a body search by guards and was caught later caught with some needles and syringes. I would just say, if I only had one testicle, I would refuse a body search as well. <laughs> well, they were they in his rectum? Yes. That is no. A I believe bad they. Scene. I believe he hit him where all the ball was. Maybe. He could have been like a kangaroo. If he could have had pouch. a little pouch there. Yeah, he could have had all kinds of contraband. My grandma used to tell my dad. I, I would just like to note that while he's talking about his I know, balls, we're getting a visual. Yeah, he's, he's motioning to his crotch. <laughs> I know. I know. I also want to note, my dad's mother used to, when she'd get mad, she would tell my, my dad she was going to split his sack and run his leg through it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, she was a dainty lady. <laughs> She's a yeah. She was, she yeah, she was, that's my other grandma. So anyway, uh, in May Is this of the one that was murdered? Because that, yeah, that might be her. justified. Yeah, her. She was, right. Yeah, she was murdered. Thank you. That hurtful thing. Your mom? No, my grandma. Oh, my God. Your other grandma was murdered. My other grandma. Not not the recent death that but I But they had. never caught that person. Uh-uh. Nope. Did they have an idea who it was, or did they? Yeah, they had an idea, but they never could prove anything, so. No. Had two balls? My grandmother? No, not your grandma. <laughs> Sounds what? like she had two balls. <laughs> <laughs> she was balls on that lady. <laughs> that was yeah. That whole side is kind of a yeah, yeah. Okay, just ask. Just curious. No, evidently my grandma was pretty awesome, but I didn't really know her. So well, anyway. I'm very sorry for your loss, devil. My thoughts and prayers are with you. And with you. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, she, she didn't get a tattoo for that grandmother, so she didn't care about her too yeah. much. How much could you care about her? <laughs> I never met the woman. I have her name. Oh, so it didn't hurt you to have I take back my thoughts and prayers. <laughs> it didn't, you know, it didn't hurt. I'm sure. for a fucking tattoo. <laughs> I'm, sure it, I'm sure it hurt some people. I was, when I was born, I was over it. Would I you consider getting a tattoo for your grandmother, Brandy? I don't have a grandmother, Brandy. Whatever, whatever her name was, would you consider getting a tattoo in her honor? Sweet D? She got one no, for Sweet D. No, the one that got murdered. My grandma Venna? I yeah. Don't, I don't know, maybe. Vinay. Oh, no, her name was Venna. Yours is Vinay, though. It right? is. My name. My middle name is Vinay. I say, so she's not your namesake. It is. It's spelled the same except for the little dad. You know what, motherfucker? <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm not. <laughs> we're not doing this. She, I don't know. I, we're not doing this today. Oh, I mean, you just uh, you we just seemed like deal. you was kind of traumatized, and then we're finding out you didn't even know did the I woman. Did I seem traumatized? Just seem, I don't did, feel like not, did, she, did, did she didn't get a tattoo? Like she, did it seem like she was milking that to you, Timmy? Well, yeah, she definitely was. She she obviously didn't care hill beans for her grandmother, or she would have got a tattoo. Ain't no ink on that bitch about that grandmother there. There was no milking. There was milking. There was oh, no there milking. There was milking. But I will say, all of our listeners... All of your listeners will want to know how was she murdered um she was uh as far as i can tell from newspaper clippings and some other things she was run over by her own car a bunch of times oh my god hey, we just and, that before. yeah she was raped and run over by her own car jeez she was raped and then run over I by think her so. own car yeah i think that's okay. how it went so that's a weird so, way to go so let's do we need to talk that's about a bad that? way to I you know i investigated a murder once and it was the weirdest murder. This woman, they found her dead on the railroad tracks, naked. But they... That Dudley Do-Right didn't make <laughs> yeah, it in time. I know. <laughs> yes, yeah, Snidely Whiplash should have been yeah. your main suspect. <laughs> so, and she had a bunch of rocks in her vagina. But other than that, they couldn't figure out any sort of, like what happened she was just dead but she was naked with rocks in her vagina so obviously she something happened was she one of those like obviously something happened. wait a minute <laughs> but was she one of those like nature yeah people because you know they're out there no they will put crystals in their vajayjay no 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 the, this mm-hmm. ra- this railroad track was on her way home walk home from a bar um. so somebody stripped but you she wasn't raped or anything or that you know of um, shoving foreign objects into somebody's vaginal canal. No, is but I mean, rape. Yeah, okay. Oh, I, you do you mean did somebody also rape her with a penis? In your they, limited view of what rape is, is that what we're asking? Okay, now we got fucking F. Lee Bailey over here. I'm just, I did. I wouldn't stand for that shit. Call me <laughs> F. Lee Bailey one more time. <laughs> I'll come across this fucking table. I will fucking ruin you on Yelp. Do you understand me, motherfucker? <laughs> so, no, but here was no. Great. I mean, here's that seems peculiar to it me. It is. So here's what's here's what was crazy, is that she had this tiny little, like it looked like a piece, someone drew on her temple with a pencil almost, and it it looked like that. Then they started to realize it was a tiny little piece of metal. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juvederm.com. Well, they took her in, and when they were doing the autopsy, they were trying to figure out what happened. Well, they x rayed her. Someone had hammered an entire railroad spike into her brain through her temple. So it was like flush with her skull. Mm-hmm. But when you looked at the x ray, there was like this seven-inch piece of metal just lodged in her brain. It was the most bizarre murder. Did you ever catch you did that? Well, she was also four months pregnant, so that was kind of sad. But um, I think, I think well, okay, a little sad. So uh, my involvement in it was investigating it as a wrongful conviction. So somebody was convicted. Um, fairly convinced the person who was convicted for it was not actually the person who could who committed the crime anyway did they find who did it so it wasn't one of those dna oh no 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 the person who i think didn't do it is still on death row oh that sucks uh (laughs) yeah that sucks (laughs) i got turn the page (laughs) (laughs) lisi lisi got two balls rough go (laughs) rough go at it yeah yeah i turned the page already all right so sometimes it just ain't your hand Wrong place, wrong time. Okay. <laughs> so, in May of 1978, uh, what's his butt? Charlie's childhood friend, Thomas Hawkins, was sent to the same prison. And they oh. became cellmates. Uh-oh. Oh. And Thomas did not call no rapesies, so Charles <laughs> raped him. <laughs> now, see, now how are you going to hang around with a guy your whole life? All of a sudden, he shows up, and it's like, "Oh, I got a prison and buddy in prison." Penis in your butt, yeah, I know, that sucks. That, it, it makes your friendship awkward from that point on. <laughs> it does. It tends to. It tends to make things strained. Yeah. It strains a relationship. <laughs> well, and I, and I mean, even amongst the closest friends, you jab a penis in the butt. It 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 does something. But in fairness, he only had one ball. <laughs> well, that's true. I'm just he telling was, you, he was going ball deep. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he uh, went ball deep on him. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna. Yeah, it puts a strain on any relationship. So it didn't. <laughs> he couldn't even properly teabag a person. No, but that. <laughs> but well, which was clearly the worst of his problems. <laughs> right. But that didn't, their romance didn't last long. <laughs> Because in July of 1978, Charlie gets a new cellmate, 
and then rapes him on the first day. <laughs> Clearly, he doesn't have the rules posted outside that you need to call no yeah. rapesies first. Yeah. Perhaps this is where he is, you know, a uh, 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 welcoming. Yes. So See, and this is where you, I mean, different cultures have different, you know, things that they, we don't. some people give cake, some people rape your ass. <laughs> You know, I like, um, the, I like the people wait. who just give that friendship Hold bread. on. Yeah, <laughs> hold on. Dominique, yes. at DweebCon, can we just have cupcakes? <laughs> have you heard about my cupcakes? No, but I would rather have that than things shoved in my ass. <laughs> and evidently that is, these are our... Oh, Dominique has the most awesome cupcakes ever. And she has little placards telling you what kind of cupcakes they are. But That's beware, when she has the mini cupcakes... Those motherfuckers still have the paper on them. This dumb shit. I had cupcakes and mini cupcakes, and I I go all out for my kids' birthdays. This fucking idiot. He grabbed a mini cupcake and puts it in his mouth, and then he comes over and starts bitching at me. I'm like, what are you bitching at me for? He's like, you should tell people. That there's paper on those mini cupcakes I just ate. He's like Charlie eating the sticker on the pear. He's like, I just ate the wrapper with the cupcake. I'm like, how did No, I think I, that's pretty much your fault. I have had people, though, I give them a Starburst and they'll like pop it in their mouth. <laughs> you know there's paper on that, right? <laughs> what are you laughing uh, I don't know this, but this is a <laughs> podcast. We're not on television. I would just like to say that when you, it, it takes some time to get that paper off of a Starburst. This is not some. I mean, use. How desperate are you for a Starburst? Did you was it you? Was it you? It takes a few minutes. I mean, it's are a lot of half effort? the people at this table differently yeah. abled? Yes. Yes. You guys can't identify when a food is wrapped in paper. <laughs> See, hard, wait, I, they in, in wrap fairness, up. in fairness, Tim needed fiber. <laughs> Here's the thing: they put them in the, that wrap, uh, that yeah. Starburst thing. That's that's fine. That's sufficient. You don't have to need to wrap them individually as well. Exactly. It's like candy origami, Timmy. Exactly. You know, I was considering for DweebCon having like. The the Friday night meat spot, like not meat spot. <laughs> she said meat. <laughs> like meet up, like the first place people arrived. My as being my house, I could have a a party, and I you know we have space and. But now I know two of these motherfuckers are just going to eat all the goddamn food without well, unwrapping it first. I don't know that you can have paper towels around them. I, I, they're like goats. They're like goats, honest to God. I mean, I'm going to find them in the recycling, <laughs> just eating the fucking cans, wondering need, where the coke is. You're going to need some cloth napkins. So it will officially be in the hotel lobby of wherever we decide. What I'm saying is when you make a mini cupcake, you don't expect a wrapper. I, I do. No, you fucking do. Honestly, you? Cupcake. On any yeah, cupcake, you yeah. expect a wrapper. Yeah. On any cupcake, that's the whole. On a point. little mini cupcake, that's the fucking point of a cupcake. I didn't even wrappers. know they made the little mini cupcakes. That's cups. the problem with you. It's not. It's not the mini cupcakes. It's the fact that your life experience <laughs> has been so limited that you've never experienced a mini fucking cupcake. They're like <laughs> cupcake vitamins. <laughs> yeah. All I know is you get them out of the vending machine, you tear the plastic <laughs> off, and you eat some. What, you've been in prison? What? <laughs> well, that's that's the extent of my cupcakes. 
<laughs> You're like, I have a visitor. Renee well, puts three dollars <laughs> in, and I get a cupcake. Wait, wait a minute, because where the fuck has he been a prisoner? Because when I see that revolving shit, it's got like some year old turkey sandwich. <laughs> yeah. shit. There's never many cupcakes in that son of a bitch. Well, I've never. I'm just saying the paper blends in with the vanilla cake. Actually, what's happening is you're done. That's what's going on right now. I'm just saying this wrong. We need to move on. Wait, let's turn the page on you and your fucking paper eating. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, May 19th, 1981, the Board of Prison Terms and Paroles held a hearing and issued that the mandatory provision of the minimum term of confinement, seven and a half years, be set aside. Well, that shows how smart they are. On September 1st, 1981, Charlie was approved to be transferred to Honor Farm. That's stupid. A minimum custody facility. And he had no honor. No. Not a bit of honor. It was all, he lost it with his ball. <laughs> he, he, well, if nothing else, he lost it that first time he got his friend as a soulmate. Well, so here we go. On December 28th, 1981, Charlie, who was now assigned to the Honor Farm because he'd been such a model fucking prisoner, <laughs> yeah. clearly. <laughs> Leaves the premises without permission, went and saw his ex-wife, and raped her. I bet they were clutching the pearls over that, too. No, he didn't. Charlie? Charlie? It couldn't be. And you got two guys that got to stand up eating breakfast saying, oh, yeah, Charlie do that. But she didn't report the rape to law enforcement until months later. Uh, Let's see. On January, so he does that on December 28th. On January 28th, 1982, now, first of all, he leaves the premises without permission, which I think means that they need to reevaluate their, <laughs> their, their roll their, call. Their, they need to, well, yeah, they're, <laughs> you can't just say here. Yeah. Because I mean, somebody else, hey, I'm not going to, I'm going to make you a deal. I'm not going to rape you. Just say. But tomorrow yeah. when they call my name, you say, say here. here. Yeah. Uh, so on January 28th, 1982, Charlie Campbell was transferred uh this is to an, I don't know what the, he's trying to say here, but he was granted full work release status. Upon his release, Campbell went to live with his gross girlfriend, who was now scared to death of him. I wonder why. Wait, the same one he raped? No, that was his ex-wife. Oh, that was, okay. He, but now he's got himself a girlfriend, and she was scared of him. Uh, but in early spring of 1982, Charlie's new girlfriend becomes pregnant and would later give birth to a little boy. With two balls? Uh, yeah, I don't see any place that says they had to remove one. The couple also adopt a pet. With two balls? I uh, guess. But Campbell names his new dog Loser. <laughs> <laughs> People said that he appeared to show the dog more affection than his girlfriend. Who's probably fucking the dog more than his girlfriend. Come here, Loser. Yeah, come here, baby. Come, come here, here, baby. Take it all, Loser. Yeah. Take it all, Loser. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, here we go. On March of 1982, Charles was caught with the dog in his bed. The dog, <laughs> the dog was under the covers. They were evidently spooning. And it was clear the dog had been sexually molested. Peanut the butter dog, was involved. The dog was smoking a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot going on there. It was watching and Cinemax. They, yeah, they're spooning. Dogamax. So, so... Evidently, he goes back. Uh, no, wait. No, not evidently. Sorry, my bad. I don't know where this is. But during his time in prison, Charlie had been plotting revenge against Renee Wickland for putting him behind bars. So on April 14th, 1982, because they let this upstanding dog raper and woman <laughs> raper out on the street because clearly he's been reformed. 
after he's raped half the people <laughs> in there. <laughs> and Renee, half the animal population. Renee uh, Wickland, Shauna Wickland, then eight years old, and Barbara Hendrickson were found brutally slain in the Wickland residence. Uh, Wickland had been sick and remained home that day, and Hendrickson had gone to Wickland's residence to assist her. The evidence at trial showed that Wickland had been the first victim. She was found naked on her bedroom floor. Oops, sorry. She had been beaten with a blunt instrument on her head, back, and upper chest. Her jaw and nose were broken. She'd been strangled. She'd had a seven-inch cut across her neck from which she'd bled to death. <sighs> After her death, she had been vaginally assaulted with a blunt instrument, which left a one-inch cut in her vaginal wall. This guy was just a complete douche. Now, do you think that's rape? Since it was a foreign I object? I do understand that it's rape. My <laughs> point being, no, my question about that with the rocks was, had she had human penetration before that, that they could have found a DNA of some sort? That oh. was my question there. I, well, it seems like you could have just asked that question instead of being a jackass and asking a stupid <laughs> question. I just said, was well, she raped? Yeah, and that was a stupid question because we already said <laughs> that there were rocks in her vagina okay. and but she wasn't an earth fucker. If somebody yeah. shoved rocks up your ass, would you say you'd have been raped? Clearly. I give them $20 extra for that. Perfect. All right. No, I, I, I apologize for that. I, but you know what I, what I meant I was that. I understand now. All right. So, so she's. Yeah. All right. So then Campbell waits patiently for Renee's daughter to get off the school bus, and then he kills her, too. Wickland's daughter had also been strangled, and she had a seven and one-half inch cut across her upper neck. She had lost so much blood that a sample... Wait, that doesn't make any sense. She had lost so much blood that a sample was difficult to obtain. Couldn't they have got it off the floor? Uh, Hendrickson's throat had also been cut, leaving a seven-inch wound, and she died of a massive hemorrhage. It didn't take police long, because evidently these are crack detectives, to identify their prime suspect. Uh, it had been Wickland and Hendrickson's testimony that had put Campbell away six years earlier. Campbell was charged and tried on three counts of aggravated first-degree murder. Several witnesses testified that they saw a man near the Wickland residence on the afternoon of the murders and identified Campbell at trial as the man they had seen. Two other witnesses described a car matching the description of Campbell's car and testified that they had observed, they had observed the car parked in an inlet in a wooded area near the Wickland residence on April 14, 1982. One of Charlie's friends, Judith Dirks, testified that Campbell had visited her on the morning of April 14th, that he had been drinking, that he had drank a six-pack of beer at her residence, and Dirks later noticed that her butcher knife was missing. A number of another of Campbell's acquaintances, Debbie something or another, uh, testified that Campbell visited her early in the afternoon of the 14th. She testified that Campbell uh, proposed to have sexual relations and tugged at her clothes but didn't hurt her. Items seized from Campbell on the day of the murders included a pair of earrings that a witness identified as belonging to Renee Wickland. An earring found in Campbell's car was identified by a business associate of Renee's as a birthday present he had given to Shauna. A glass found on the Wicklands floor bore a fingerprint matching Campbell's. Finally, another work release resident directed police to a place on the Snohomish River where he and Campbell had been on the evening of April 14th. 
Investigators and divers found a bracelet, three earrings, two necklaces, a piece of pottery, and a brass object, all of which was, were linked to the Wickland residence and to the victims. You know what I never understand? When they say, and like you just said, they noticed the butcher knife missing. If you came to my house, Dominique, you've been to my house a million times, a bunch of times. I have. How many butcher knives do I have? Eight. Okay, never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> You'd never notice a butcher knife gone? If it's in a butcher's block, you would notice. Well, you know what I mean. They always notice a butcher's knife missing. I mean, you walk around with your head up your ass most of the time. Anyway, so you may not notice, but an observant person... I feel like this has been a very hostile show to ...would me. notice that <laughs> there was a knife mitching out, missing out of the block. I would be very upset if there was a knife. I have hinkles. I mean, you can't take my... You can't take my ankles. You don't know what those are. I can tell by the look in your <laughs> eye. Those are fancy knives. Do you know what they're doing? She's baller. Yeah, she's a. I she can dismember a body with her knives. They're like. Wait a minute here. They're like Allegedly. They're right. <laughs> well, in theory. <laughs> they're like the Ginsu knives that are advertised. Oh, okay. Oh, there we go. See. Now, see, I can. I, but I can use a butter knife for a screwdriver. You, very good. And a spoon. You can. And duct tape. <laughs> As, <laughs> t as to stitch as together your face. Yeah. yeah, as hair remover too. Duct no. tape is multi-purpose. I've actually used duct tape to stitch oh, together my face. No, I I know. I don't have any doubt in my mind. But but I'm going to listen to Dominique tell us all okay. about this. Okay. All right. Shit. So uh, <laughs> this guy was a lovely man. Yes, he was. He was. He was. Nobody oh. called no rapesies around him. I don't get it. All right. So, all right. So his trial for these murders so the defense did not call any witnesses or present any evidence other well, than what are you going to do i mean who are you going to get it's it's pretty his much character when, witnesses? when you're trying to defend dominique well, to the bartender well, wait, he can't call his mom maybe his math teacher would help <laughs> yeah i mean there's nobody yeah. tommy hawkins his uh, roommate oh no no, I can't. Rapesies. He's still got a raging case of hemorrhoids yeah. from, from that time together. He's barely walking around holding his insides <laughs> yeah. in. He busted his O-ring, for yeah. God's sake. God. Anyway. How do you take a shit after that? That's my question. Good God. Very carefully. Very carefully. <laughs> so. The defense did not call any witnesses or present any evidence other than that the case was a miscarriage of justice <laughs> because investigators so. focused on Campbell immediately. It, and was, did the old, it was the old uh, miscarriage of justice. Yeah. I and use that one often. <laughs> and did not search for any other potential suspects, often referred to as tunnel vision. It is actually a valid argument. Yeah. And also... It's a, it's bordering on ineffective assistance of counsel to not call any witnesses or present any evidence in a death penalty trial. Here's just the, here's the thing, for this guy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, come on now. You think but, this is the worst guy on death row? Oh no, but I'm just saying. But you know what? I no, would bet that's just a small percentage of guys on death row that have fucked a dog. Yeah. They I don't, mean, you got your garden variety killer, rapist, whatever. I mean, look, fucking a dog. That's why you're like crossing. They don't there. Fucking a dog and knocking over headstones. That that sets you apart from they your like from your garden variety. It is not something guys. I've ever asked anyone who ask, I've spoken to on I go death to row. The prison, I'll ask mm. them if there's a hierarchy for dog. Fuckers. Actually, yeah. let me tell you. In my experience, 
people on death row are some of the nicest people you will ever work with. Well, now because they've you know they've had all the life beat out of them, but I I do actually no, it's actually one of the least violent prisons. The death row is actually well, one of the legitimately beat, but it's just you know they're there. They probably see, when yeah. they're in Gen Pop, it's probably right. a really bad scene for them. Um. So anyway, yeah. Campbell refused to testify in his own defense on the Fifth Amendment right to do that and during. One ball. And one ball. <laughs> that does go. not preclude his Fifth <laughs> Amendment rights, Brandy. I think it should. <laughs> During the trial, Campbell remained for the most part detached and said very little. Even the crime scene and autopsy photos did not arouse much noticeable emotion in him. But it did arouse him. <laughs> it did arouse him. Yeah. But did he get an erection? <laughs> I bet he did. Ew. I, a lot of people revisit their scenes. Renee Wicklund's mother and sister, who lived in North Dakota, were particularly shocked by the murders because she had never told them about being raped eight years earlier. Mm. During the trial, Campbell's attorneys argued that he could not be charged with rape since the wound in, wound in Renee Wicklund's vagina was a post-mortem injury that had not bled. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. It's a great um, defense. Actually, that actually that, that would I guess if they're dead, it would be abuse of a corpse. It, it would be abuse of a corpse and not sexual yeah, I, assault. I don't care what it is; it's gross. Oh, well, Clear. I don't think any of us are arguing <laughs> that we want to go out and kill a woman and then have sex with her. It's a bad scene. No. County coroner Dr. Clayman or Clayton Haberman, who performed the autopsies, pointed out that brain death does not occur until a few minutes after circulation ceases. And she could technically have still been alive while the assault happened, but it may just as easily have been hours later. He also noted that Shanna lost so much blood that it was difficult to collect a sample from her, and Judge Dennis Britt thus ordered the jury to disregard the rape allegations. The defense also protested the prosecution's uh, decision to display graphic autopsy photos of the Wicklands and Barbara Hendrickson. The judge allowed this, but said the jurors could only could decide for themselves whether they wanted to see the the blood split the blood splattered clothing, because the only living witness to the murders would not speak of or recount what happened. Investigators had to roughly piece together the sequence of events on April fourteenth. Renee Wicklund had obviously been attacked first. Shanna had found, had, was found lying in the bedroom next to her, and it was believed that Campbell may have shown the girl her mother's lifeless body prior to slitting her throat. Oh. Classy guy. Yeah. Classy what a guy. douche. Yeah, that's... He's, he's just kind of a dick. That's a douche move. They were probably both dead by the time Barbara Hendrickson entered the home. Knocked over furniture in the living room indicated that she could have run into Campbell and attempted to flee, but was caught. The bodies were all positioned in a way, in such a way that the effect seems to have been t to intentionally shock whoever came across them. Well, Jesus, I think you cut somebody's throat and leave them laying on the floor. That's going to be shocking that is enough. Shocking. I don't know. You got to go to extra yard on. I that. don't think I could hold my butt if I walked in on <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> you cleaning up a lot of mess if I <laughs> if I discover a crime scene. You know, I've often wondered if they have support groups for people who find dead bodies because that's got to gotta be fucked up. 
They'd have to. Yeah. They'd That's have to. But, but seriously, yeah, there'd be a lot to clean up. The jury convicted Campbell. Oh, numerous citizens of Clearview had signed a petition demanding the death penalty for Charlie, uh, which doesn't mean jack shit. Right. In a court of law, just so you know. The jury convicted Campbell on November 26, 1982. Deliberations for his conviction took only a few hours. The jury found... Uh, so, in a death penalty case, sentencing is is a bifurcated process. I'm just going to go ahead and ad-lib a little bit here. You, okay. you balance out mitigating and aggravating factors. In that... The whole thing's aggravating. Yeah, it's bifurcating to me. I'm sorry. There were four uh, aggravating matters. There were four uh, aggravating yeah, factors. Yeah, I would it, say at least. I, did, I didn't include them. I had to edit them, those out. So, but they were, they found that there were four. Yeah, that's what it says. Okay. They found four aggravating factors, which, in order to charge somebody with the death penalty, there have to be they have to commit a first degree murder with certain aggravating factors. So, like fucking a dog is that is dog. not an aggravating factor. It's aggravating. <laughs> aggravating, <laughs> aggravating for the dog. Yeah, <laughs> dogs don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> dogs don't like when you hit the dirty flower. No, they they don't. don't like it at all. No, they do not. In a separate proceeding, the jury found insufficient mitigating circumstances to merit leniency, and Campbell was sentenced to death. So, so his mother calling in one ball <laughs> is not mitigating. You know, it's a double-edged sword when you talk about childhood abuse as a mitigating factor. But I won't go into it because... Uh, yeah, Timmy's already given us yeah, this. He's, yeah, I'm getting the signal. Charlie Campbell's prison record showed he that he had not committed anything more than relatively minor offenses there. But one inmate who was fearful of being labeled a prison snitch and no. so had identified... So, and so his identity was hidden. Snitches get britches. Testified... That he had terrorized fellow prisoners into submitting to sodomy and to get him drugs. First of all, somebody testifying anonymously is an obvious Sixth Amendment violation that never should have happened at his sentencing. But I digress. That's unbelievable to me. His attorneys. He might have wanted new britches, though, because he might have wanted no rapesies. <laughs> yeah. No rapesies. Yep. I yep. want no rapesies. I want, a, I, want a, I want britches with steel plate in them. I want, I want rape-proof britches. Kevlar britches. Yep. <laughs> Chain mail bridges. That's why he, that's why he's snitching. <laughs> yeah. Several guards at the Monroe Reformatory attested to being afraid of him as well and had oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. Attested to being afraid of him as well and had put in a request to have him transferred to the state penitentiary <laughs> at Walla Walla, which ultimately went nowhere. <laughs> After he was raping the guards in there. <laughs> After his conviction, Campbell's ex-wife told police that he went to her house and raped her on Christmas Day, 1981, and on two subsequent occasions. Police told her there was insufficient evidence to charge Campbell with anything. Campbell's mother claimed that he had had sex with a pet dog that they adopted. We've, we're really honing in on this dog <laughs> thing here. And after learning of this, of his first, his arrest for first degree murder, God, she's a, she's a real winner, <laughs> told investigators, quote, it was inevitable. I never believed he was going to end up anywhere but the electric <laughs> chair. 
But you know what she didn't do? She, she didn't ruin. She didn't make her son fail his driver's test. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's what she didn't do. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's what she didn't do. As a condition. Then why didn't she drown him at birth? I mean, <laughs> I'm just thinking to her. Like, how this, do you hate your child so she much? She was just well, good. Let me, she, let me tell you. When they get to be about 14. <laughs> this is going to be it's fun. It's pretty easy. As a condition of his parole, he was also required to attend rape counseling sessions. How'd that work out? But ironically, you'll never believe this, he ended up becoming romantically involved with his counselor, which led to the therapy being terminated <laughs> because she became pregnant and gave birth to Campbell's oh. third child. Was it was it rape? I you know, he might only have one nut, but he worked that some bitch like a charm. <laughs> I mean, he worked that some bitch at death. Because always, I didn't know what one nut it because I thought they had to rub together to produce stuff. I mean, I thought you had to have two, like. Stop talking. Like, no, like a battery terminal. You know, you had Stop. to have the A and the B terminal. Are you being serious? You know what? His, I, I just his lack one. of knowledge of, of any kind of human physiology is, is oh astounding. Oh, my God. It's astounding. And that is your blood, <laughs> not mine. <laughs> I, I uh, said astounding. Proud niece moment. Yeah. So uh, Campbell's mother died during the years he spent on death row. That must have shame. And did not, must live, him apart. <laughs> did not live to see his execution. Not too bad for her. Upon hearing about his mother's death, Charlie was ecstatic and asked the guards if they could have a small party to celebrate. The, re the request was denied. Oh, that Cake seems and punch. shitty. That seems shitty that they Cupcakes with a little paper on them. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't you have that shit? Some Starburst? <laughs> he wouldn't take the wrapper off either. Well, no. In the aftermath of the trial, there were numerous I'm lawsuits. with the Starbucks. They, they, they're they're I mean, it takes a lot of effort to get that paper off of well, there. Well, at least he could probably smuggle them in his butt, and they wouldn't make them all funky. I wouldn't think. They probably have. You think they have? Do they have Starbucks burst on in commissary? My guess is yes. They're probably like four dollars. Oh a yeah, pack, yeah, yeah. They really jack up Sometimes the price. You just need a Starburst, though. That's true. I mean, you you need four dollars. You get, get a You get a bag of those Reds, and there is nothing better. Nothing in this world better than that. Just saying. Well, why aren't they all red? Why do they give you all these fucking yellow and green ones for? You know, I don't. I don't know if you know this or not, but there are people in this world that like other things. No, besides, it's not yellow. Do you besides uh, Dominic? Do you like yellow or green Starburst? Green. I do. I like uh, the yellow and the orange. The oh, tropicals. Oh, you're weird. Continue, please. Huh. Well, oh wait. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> well, let me get right but, on that. You know. Because we don't eat BW3s or Subway every day or Continue. Wendy's or, you know, whatever with his plain-ass bullshit. Ooh, I don't eat Wendy's. Remember? Oh, no, I, I forgot. I forgot. That's my bad. We're, we're morally opposed Someone to Someone on the page told me to <laughs> eat a dick because I didn't eat Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is up with that? <laughs> no. And what they don't. And what I they, believe her name was Wendy, though. I think you yeah. kind of. You, you didn't say I don't eat Wendy's. You said. I can't stand Wendy's. No, no, no. I said, I said, Wendy's. I said, it was, it was on our Facebook group page. I, she had, there was a question about your favorite uh, fast food restaurants. I said, I used to like Wendy's, but in the past few years, they have gone downhill. And the woman told me to eat a dick. And the problem with that is, 
that your your food intake is so limited that clearly you're not going to eat a dick. That's, no, I, mean, I, mean, I, I eat Wendy's for like 30 I mean, years. you probably do because you eat BW3s, but still. But if he does ever eat a dick, it'll be on he white will bread. eat a dick every day. Every day. <laughs> and it'll be on white fucking bread. All right. Goddamn right. All right. Let's wrap this nonsense so, up. Okay. Um, so in the nonsense. aftermath of the trial, there were numerous lawsuits. His ex-wife sued the state of Washington for negligence in allowing him to go free on work release yeah, and rape her happened. two times. It's actually incredibly hard to sue a municipality. There's no way she would have won that. Hilda Al- Alhers filed a lawsuit seeking damages for the same negligence that led to the death of her daughter and granddaughter. The state also agreed to pay Don Hendrickson $950,000 in damages. So I assume Hilda was also successful. In 1985, a still more damning um, report emerged alleging that Monroe, the Monroe Reformatory staff had not only covered up for Campbell, but were actively conspiring with him. To get him the fuck out of there and quit being so rapey, rapey. <laughs> it alleged inmate counselor Roger Button, a, a homosexual. Now, why'd you have to put that in there, Timmy? A homosexual. Why'd you have to put it's that in there? It's you got to know who you're dealing with. Kept certain inmates on his payroll, which included Charles Campbell. And in June of all months, slap in the face to the gay. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's relevant. Keep reading. Just keep reading. He's got... He's painting a picture. Yeah. <laughs> the inmates supplied Buttons, Button. <laughs> Benjamin. Go ahead. <laughs> with sexual favors in exchange for his covering up their prison infractions. And in addition, he used them as extortion agents to beat up prisoners he disliked, yes. collect debts, or protect prisoners he did like. I would totally do that. Button denied all of these allegations. He's a liar. The ch- <laughs> we don't know that. I'm saying it. Right. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> this guy's still alive, so I bet he's not listening. Well, even if he is, we 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 these are allegations. He's an alleged liar. Is is the, the homosexuality an allegation? Uh, well, yeah, yes. The alleged homosexual homosexuality. Yeah, it's Just it's saying. alleged. It's alleged. No, I mean it's relevant to the fact that he was procuring sexual. This favors. is like making the gays claim Lindsay Lohan. It's just not fair to me. No, I'm it's just saying he was he, he was. Well, we can't claim her. Procure, the, the allegations was he was was we? getting sex from these guys. We as homose- as heterosexuals can't claim her. I don't want her. I am not a heterosexual. I don't want her. You want her? I I'd bang Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> of course you would. God damn. Go yeah, ahead. she's. I, I'm, I'm with I'm her. I'm not claiming her. I'm not claiming her. She's on your team, Brandy. We're no, not taking her. You can have her. <sighs> nope. Does this guy ever die or what? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and then he let's, dies. Let's find out. And Walla Walla, I'm sorry, is the best name for someplace yeah. ever. Don't go to Walla Walla, Washington. Sounds like sounds like Wally World, but not as much fun. <laughs> <laughs> so. The judge sentenced Charles Campbell to death on December 17, 1984. By 1989, the case had gone through the entire state court system. Campbell's lawyers appealed his conviction and sentence for 12 years, which was a total of three appeals. The Washington Supreme Court affirmed the conviction and sentence. The state offered inmates the choice of execution by lethal injection or hanging if the inmate did not choose execution would be by hanging which is bizarre 
Campbell declined to choose how he would be executed, arguing that participating in the decision on how he would die was akin to his committing suicide, which Campbell's lawyers argued violated Washington public policy. Because <laughs> the biggest concern yeah, was yeah. him violating public policy. Well, you know. They're grasping. Yeah. While his case was at various stages of appeal, he remained a much feared figure in Wallace's <laughs> death row for the next decade. He was Guy, right. He was right. You, didn't, you didn't turn your back to even, him. <laughs> even spitting at the then Governor Booth Gardner when he peered into his cell, which well, is not a good move because well, this that is, is the Lecter, person uh, who decided. Booth should not be doing that. I, I'm a little curious as to why he was there in I, the first place. I, I think he was, he, was a very, he was opposed to the uh, death penalty, and he really, he, was, he was really looking for a way. To, <laughs> he was really looking a way. To commute to, this yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> and he spit on him. He said, fuck him. He said, fuck him. Set him on fire. Fuck <laughs> it was like, let's move. Can we move that up? Yeah. <laughs> let me let me let me put that in my inbox. Right. We'll, I'll get to that next week. The circular file. We had an execution in Ohio by the and uh, the guy who's being executed decided to go by the electric chair instead of lethal injection. And when they were like, "Why? This is going to be a much worse death for you." He goes, because fuck them. They're going to kill me. They're going to fucking watch me fry. It's going to fuck them up for the rest of their life. His last words were given the, like, hardcore sign, and he said, let's uh, gang go. Sign, gang sign. Wait, so he's, so he's flashing his shit like a Metallica concert. Yep, yep. <laughs> let's go. And you know what? Good for him. Right? He, did, he gave zero fucks. Good for him. On, this, on November. That's how I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> Not in electric chair so much. Just kind of doing this. <laughs> As I drive over the cliff. On November 7th, 1988, Campbell petitioned the U.S. Supreme Court to review his case. They denied his petition. Now, fuck you. But that did not end his appeals. There was now debate over whether hanging, fearing decapitation due to Campbell's obesity, was cruel and unusual punishment yeah, and that's, thus that's fair. unconstitutional. That's fair. Again, the least of his problems. This that's all those fucking Twinkies. <laughs> fat bastard. Do you guys remember the too fat to be executed case yes. in Ohio? Mm -hmm. Can we fat shame I this guy? I worked on this case. Did you? I worked on that case. Yeah, can we fat shame this guy though? No. Oh. Yeah. Why are we going to fat shame him? It's what we do. Well, and I feel like he deserves it. When you're God, that goddamn big that they're worried about the rope breaking before it hangs you, before it kills you, it's time to get up, get, not have commissary well, privileges. And, and never mind. Well, yeah, they need to put him on some I'm a little of, confused as to how he got that obese in prison. Starchy foods, steal, man. That, it's a high-carb diet. Shit. You know, you're right. He's you're stealing right. everybody else's shit. But you know what? I would think that they'd put him on like the prison system slim fast kind of you can have a slim fast shake that's what you get today yeah it, but you know there were like eight prisoners in there who looked fucking anorexic because <laughs> yeah. they hadn't eaten in days and well, he just has eight trays like, in front of him but yeah and i think i feel like we can fat shame him because he's very rapey okay well uh, you know one day i was down at the justice rapey. center when they served lunch and of uh you were. oh god they give they give you bologna sandwiches you know that Yep. And black coffee and a cookie and a thing of milk. It's a goddamn cookie that sent him over the fucking ass. Well, I didn't, you know, I didn't <laughs> think I was going to be there that long. 
you know, I know I was bonding out ORing, and so oh, you were I, in the justice. Yeah, I was in the justice center. Of course, I, I was in the holding cell, but it was lunchtime, so they got to feed you. And uh, give him some cons. So I just wanted my cookie and my milk, you know, and I just let the sandwich <laughs> sit there. And these three guys are all eyeballing me, and finally one comes over and he goes, "Are you gonna eat that?" And I was like, "Fuck no, I ain't eating that." I'm like four days away from eating that fucking sandwich. <laughs> and he goes, man, can I have it? I'm going to be here for a while. <laughs> I was like, there you go. So that's how they get so fat because they give you starchy, high-carb food. That's yeah. an amazing story. I'm so glad you The last it. time I visited a client in jail, to be clear, I've never been. It was Taco Tuesday, and I've never smelled anything worse in my life. So anyway... Before Tim stabs me. Yes. So. It's so fun. Stupid. That's probably the stupidest bit we ever did. You did it. Huh? You did it. I know. But it is like it was going to go anywhere. We got people wanting to make it a national holiday. <laughs> Christ in a sidecar, fucking Bobby I look on the page and I see a picture of Bobby Kennedy with a circle and an a circle and an X through Bobby Kennedy, and I'm like, who wants Bobby Kennedy dead? <laughs> what the fuck did he do? Somebody want Bobby Kennedy dead, and they don't even know he's already dead. No, talk, talk like Bobby Kennedy Thursday. <laughs> so anyway, carrying on with these appeals. This time, it was Washington State appealing to the Supreme Court in 1993 because the state wanted the case concluded instead of dragging on for years. Which, <laughs> shit over with. Just Jesus so we're clear, Christ. not a valid reason to fucking appeal in federal court. Seems valid. It has to be a federal issue. The, se the state valid. does not have constitutional rights. Can we not have a lawyer on here again? <laughs> Campbell's repeated appeals showed that he would prefer to spend the rest of his life behind bars than face execution. Well, no and shit. And I'm betting people would prefer not to be ass raped every time they have to like clip their toenails. <laughs> and I'm betting <laughs> the dog. Yeah, the dog didn't want his, <laughs> didn't want to take didn't want his dirty pooper. flower violated. <laughs> yeah, like, so, no, motherfucker, you know. doggy styles between dogs, you fuck. Oh, <laughs> Leave me alone. God, I can't believe one of the dogs didn't get knocked up with its kid. <laughs> Jesus Christ, everybody else was. Interviews with Campbell by prison psychologists. With his dick out to pee and people were getting pregnant. Concluded that he had a, quote, near total lack of empathy for other human beings and <laughs> oh was that wait a minute did that come from a professional are they just coming up with that just so we're clear seems a bit judgmental to me that's from prison psychologist that's taxpayer money at work you there guys you that's yeah <laughs> all they had to do is ask his first cellmate right <laughs> Or his, yeah, or best friend. Or his puppy. <laughs> or the puppy. <laughs> well, well, his first puppy, puppy wasn't Scooby-Doo, so he wasn't going to talk to him. He told them, quote, 
The world has created me and I am free to do what I want. I there is no right or wrong or anyone to tell me what to do. I agree with that's half very, that statement. It's very Zen-like. Oh, I agree with half that statement, but he's goddamn, goddamn John Lennon over there. Imagine <laughs> all the yeah, whatever. Free to do what I want. Shut your fucking hippie ass up. So I, creating. I guess at some point there was a, a stay of execution ordered because on April 14th, 1994, the Ninth Circuit lifted that stay. And on May 3rd, 1994, Campbell asked the Supreme, U.S. Supreme Court to put another stay on his execution and rule on his claim that hanging was unconstitutional, but his request went unanswered. Which well, then they should have picked something else. If hanging's unconstitutional, that's fine. Then let's... Then we'll inject you. Then we'll. I mean that that's that's obviously the problem with can, their legal argument yeah. is the fact that he can go with I mean, lethal injection. I mean, does he want to be stood in front of a train? Does he want to be you know? Well, they had what? two choices. And no, I understand there are two choices, yeah. but he's carrying on about the one. Then give, give him the other one. I could not blow an air Well, it was the default. W- the hanging was the default. No, I caught all that. I okay, got, I'm just saying. I was paying attention. Right. So right. I got that part. Now you want. Being a lawyer, could the state choose to shove a red hot poker up his ass until death? I like that option. No. I think he had that coming. No, they can't. That's cruel and unjust. That seems. Do you do you know that the Eighth Amendment? Seems like a mis- miscarriage yeah, of justice. Yeah, I think that's where the founding fathers were, went weak. They got weak in the knees on that one. The cruel and unusual, unusual punishment. You have. You have a judgment to pass on our founding fathers. You, I do. I you, do. yeah. They went. They went weak on the Eighth start. Amendment. There, he won't shut up because the cruel and unusual. I, I don't think they understand what punishment meant. Thank you, thank you, Colonel. Um, does this guy ever die? So, his execution was set for May twenty seventh, nineteen ninety four. Then Governor Mike Lowry, who was not the person he spit on was an opponent of the death penalty, but upon hearing the details of Campbell's crimes, <laughs> refused to commute his sentence to life in prison. 24 hours before the execution, Campbell was given his last shower. His last meal was served two hours before the hanging took place, and he refused to eat most of it. But what was it, Tim? I don't know. I usually put that in there, but I didn't this time because it got a little lengthy. Well, he didn't really need to eat. It's not like he was starving. Yeah. Did he save his pie for later? That was the saddest case. That guy they executed, and he they said he wasn't mentally retarded, and then yeah. he saved his he pie, saved for, his pie later. for later. <laughs> you don't know what'll happen. Nobody can predict the future. Pretty good fucking pie, too, I'll bet you. <laughs> it was pecan. State I pie. Like, I don't like pecan pie, but, you know, I bet it, it could have been, you could have liked it. That's true. The family members of the victims asked to watch the execution, oh, but yeah. this request was turned down. That's a shame. Campbell spent his final hours talking to friends and relatives, which surprises me because I was under the impression that he had neither. Yeah. Are these people that he made be his <laughs> friends? He, he spent his final We had hours. a son that was... Uh, that we was had several. Including the, 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 his ex-counselor and son. Yeah. But, yeah. Yes. Campbell's was the second hanging in two years after serial child killer Wesley Allen Dodd. Oh, that guy. Remember yeah, we did I a podcast on him? We, we did a podcast. No, we did. We did a podcast and we had some technical issues, but he was a pretty sick, sick fuck. When the time for his execution arrived, Campbell refused to cooperate and resorted to passive resistance. 
refusing to get up Sydney. off the floor. I, my toddler does this all the time, and <laughs> let me tell you, it it's it's tricky to navigate. Yeah, what the was boneless. It, was uh, it high noon? Because you know that's the best time to do a hanging is high noon. I uh. It doesn't say. It does. Well, Tim le- obviously left some major well, he's details out it back for for himself. But yeah, boneless <laughs> is the way to go. Yeah. That so when he he refused to get up off the floor of his cell that, when that instructed. Fucker, you can't get him. When instructed. <laughs> he wasn't rolling onto a blanket and pulled the blanket out. Yeah, he didn't go. He didn't go violently. <laughs> they finally had to remove him from his spe- cell. That's how fuck I'm going, man. Kicking and fucking screaming. Using like pepper spray. <laughs> Which Pepper I'm just afraid is going to make him walk. I'm going to, I'm just going to throw this out there. I realize this man was a piece of shit, but don't pepper spray somebody you're about to hang. That's fucked up. Well, but you know what? They should have tased him. Well, they should have tased him. There's a line. He should have asked no. for the mask first. <laughs> no, you know what? Could I have the blindfold before you pepper spray me? Because I, well, you know, but I feel like, you know what? What have they got to lose? They're getting ready to hang him in a minute. You might just spray it. And just I wonder if you got to fill out paperwork out for using pepper spray in prison. I don't know. Probably. Yes, you do. Do you? Yes. See, he, he was a Why pain in the ass that? up to the very end. I know. Somebody had to do Causing paperwork. hassles for him. So how did they get him out of the cell? So, uh, using pepper spray. That's what the script says. I, I can I know, embellish. You're just I know, you're just uh, they dragged him. Oh, many gar- many guards would, dragged yeah. him. On the execution platform, Campbell refused to stand. Corrections officers had to forcefully strap him to a board. I wonder if Campbell, he thinks that that's going to make him just give up. Campbell <laughs> then, right, just, just put him back. Campbell then repeatedly moved his head so that neither the cloak nor the noose He was could dodging be put. and weaving. I'm telling you what. No, but if I'm one of those prison guards, seriously, I'm like, fuck it, dude. I cannot take this today. I cannot do it today. It was like Lunch ring was toss shit. trying to get the noose yeah. around his neck. Lunch like. was shit. My boobs hurt. I'm in a bad mood. Put that fucker back. I can't even deal with him today. Like, they're just going to give that shit up. Yeah, just stab his ass. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Slap his head Couldn't down he just on a... shoot him when he was like put his, put his head down on a block and cut that shit off. Isn't resisting a re- execution a thing? I th- it is. <laughs> yeah, I would have shot I him. I think you can kill him for that. Yeah, just shoot. shoot. That, it, that is not a thing. If he would it's have complied, oh, he would have not oh, been shot. It is not a thing. Oh, it's a thing. It's we just made it a thing. Yeah, you can get the merits. In criminal justice world, it is a thing. You can get the merits. You can't get the merits. It took prison officials 90 seconds to place his a hood on his head <laughs> and to fix the noose before the trap was opened. The execution took place and Campbell was pronounced dead two minutes later. An autopsy performed that he, an opto- excuse me, an autopsy confirmed that he had died of a fracture of the cervical spine and that his death was quick and quote probably produced little pain. That's a bummer. Charlie Campbell was 39 years old. Later, while cleaning out Campbell's holding cell. Authorities found a four-inch piece of metal that he had been sharpening into a knife. Didn't quite get that done in time, did he? Kind of reminds me of the letter I got from my ex-boss today who told me any items that were found in my office at 5 p.m. would be discarded. Which I thought was kind of a dick move. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but how much shit could you really have there? You were there, what, three, four days? I had four big bags. I had... I had a lot Jesus of. Jesus Christ! You move in there? I did. I made it my home. Oh, she's a 
she's a she has pictures for everything. Well, yeah. So, uh, Dominic, your final thoughts on Killer Charlie? Charlie, no balls, Campbell. Here are my final thoughts. I don't know the aggravating factors that he was found. I think one of it was uh, one of it was involved a sexual assault. Uh, so felony aggravating factor that heinous atrocious and cruel did that come up yes, future and danger it, um and i think he was all oh and one of them was probably that the child was, was under a certain age would be my yes, guess that's yes. and i think also the fact that he was a convicted felon anyway what the fuck is your problem well, you're using a lot of words like heinous uh aggravate can't we just say he was a douchebag and had it coming no, no, you're asking for my, these are my final thoughts. Can yes. I have my final thoughts? And this is her thoughts. She's like Jerry Springer over yeah, here. Give, her, give her her final thoughts. Jumbo. My final is. thoughts are the aggravating factors were definitely proven beyond a reasonable doubt. I understand that. Uh, but I think his mitigating factors were. Uh, were Having one ball. Is that a mitigating <laughs> factor? I think that. He's a dog fucker. He had a lot of mitigating factors. I could have seen the jury go either way with his sentencing. And uh, having said that, I am glad he's not in this world anymore. Put him down. Brandy, what's your final thoughts on Killer? Uh, I'm also incredibly against the death penalty. Char so. Charlie Campbell. He's a douchebag. Glad they finally wrapped that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> the Colonel, your final thoughts. Personally, I think we should go back to lighting bottle rockets, sticking them in people's asses until their innards explode. Wait a minute. Go back to that? <laughs> well, okay. We should move to that. That's incredible. I think a, I, I, I am 80 in a rectum in a public square was straighten a lot of people up. It has stopped a lot of crime. Huh. It's called deterrence, people. It's deterrence. Very, it's very interesting. Yeah. Your your final thoughts, Timmy. My stupid. final thoughts is I want to thank Dominique for coming here. Oh, well, thank you and, for having me. And it was a lot of fun. Thank you for sitting in. Uh, and uh, we look forward to the WeebCon. I am on it, and I hope that today's episode does not drag down your reviews. <laughs> I'm sure you'll get a lot of get the lawyer out of there. No, uh, no, no. You cannot hurt our reviews. <laughs> really, there's no way possible. But I do appreciate you letting me sit in. This has been a lot of fun in an otherwise incredibly shitty week. I know, and it's only, what, Tuesday? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Five more days to go. Yes. Uh, okay, Brandy, where can people find us? You can find us on Facebook. Yeah, you can find us on Facebook at History Dweebs, the podcast. Join our group. We have a lot of fun. You can find us on Twitter at oh. History Dweebs 1. And the Colonel has one special birthday shout out. Um, we have another birthday tomorrow. We gave one to Jessalyn today. Yeah. We have a birthday tomorrow for Shelly Garrett. She's going to be. And Rachel's birthday is tomorrow, too. And, no, and Rachel Flynn's birthday is Thursday. So we have, if coming. we don't get those covered, we need to cover those two birthdays. Um, they're both um, younger than the colonel. I don't know how. It's not really saying oh. anything. And can I, can I say one more thing? Sure. I don't know if you've covered this, but I just personally want to say thank you to everybody on our Facebook group for all of the generosity and kind words and everything that was uh passed along to Chuck and I and our family for for Annie's funeral on a on a, on a serious note my gratitude is beyond measure thank you thank you uh, 
Dominique. Okay, well, let's wrap this up. And thank you for joining us, uh, Dominique. And thank you for listening. And we'll see you all again next time on History Dwaves. Bye, Bye -bye. everyone. Good day. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.